0: Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Brakefield show. I am your host, Riley Brakefield, also known as Titties on the Streets, by my homies and some of my enemies. This is a podcast, if you're not familiar, where we talk mostly about sports. Sometimes I talk about politics. Sometimes I have a high thought of the week. You know, I get high and I have these crazy ideas. Sometimes I talk about trying to catch the latest pedophile. As always, looking at you, Tom Hanks you name it, if it's going on in the world, if it's on my mind, if I feel like talking about it, more than likely I will talk about it. But that's the show, I hope you enjoy, I hope you stick around and let's, let's have some fun. Today's show, got a couple news and notes, a couple things I wanna talk about, then we'll hit a high thought of the week. Um, we got top five, my top five most overrated things. Little NBA Finals talk, playoff talk, MLB, AL only the American League, uh, Season Outlook, I'll be doing the NL next week, and then a couple of uh, College World Series predictions, who I think is going to end up in Omaha this year, so should be a fun show, let's get into it. You know, I was, I was however, gone for the past three weeks now, um, didn't have a show, I was traveling back home to visit some family and for my younger sister's graduation, kind of a good need to break, didn't much care for going back home to Montana, though, to be honest with you, just something about that place is just not for me anymore. Happy to be back here, home in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So, you know, I'm sorry if you, sorry if you, I left the void in your life, you know, but hopefully I didn't. Hopefully we can uh, get back to work here, get this thing going, get this thing grinding, get this thing popular. So, uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I have all three socials on there. Riley Breakfield, all of them. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into today's show. Start off, uh, NBA draft lottery happened while I was away. Uh, San Antonio Spurs end up winning. They're going to have the rights to draft Victor Wimbignana. You know, pretty much the best player, the best prospect in a long time. Everyone's really excited about him. If you haven't checked him out, go check him out. The guy's unreal. Um, Spurs in a great position to land him, obviously, the number one pick. Craig Popovich kind of revitalized his career. You know, they've had some down years ever since the Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili era, and they traded Kawhi away. Kind of hit a downhill, downhill turn here, so hoping to kind of regain some momentum back in San Antonio, get Popovich back in the playoffs, and start with Wemignana, it's a great place to start. I mean, who knows how long Pop's going to be coaching. He is getting up there in age, but it's a great chance for him to kind of show that he is still one of the best coaches uh, the NBA has ever seen. So Hornets round out at number two. Trailblazers got the third pick. Um, Scoot Anderson, I know he's another big name in there. Um, I'll be doing a mock draft here probably next week or the week after um, with the draft coming up around the 22nd. So, Interesting, I'm excited to see what the Spurs can do with Victor, so really, a really, really big win for them. Other other news in the NBA besides, you know, the playoffs and all that stuff. Four big-name hit coaches have been fired. Uh, Monty Williams was let go by the Suns, kind of a surprise one after the success that he's had there for the past couple of years. Really puts them in a weird spot, kind of curious what they're going to do in the future. So a lot to see with him. Raptors, they've got ties with Nick Nurse. Sounds like he might be going to the Bucks, possibly, or the 76ers, I mean, excuse me. Um, he's another good coach. You know, obviously helped, uh, led the Raptors to a title back in 2019. Mike Budenholzer was fired from the Bucks after their first round playoff exit, which makes sense, but also didn't make sense at, at, to me at the same time. I know they struggled the past couple of years in the playoffs, but whatever. That's, you know, beside the point. And then Doc Rivers, kind of the one that really wasn't surprising. They've had a lot of struggles in the postseason in the past couple of years so it really makes sense for them to part ways with him he's probably gonna land somewhere else because that 08 title is just kind of sitting there on his resume like I don't even have a good analogy for it I thought I had one but I didn't but everyone just thinks Stocker is this great coach he's really showed throughout his time at the Clippers you know the Celtics there the last couple of years and now the 76ers that he's really not as good as everyone thinks he is so kind of interesting what happens with him I'm sure he'll get some big name job probably get the Bucks job or something stupid like that and just put them in a Absolute blender. So, big news in the NFL DeAndre Hopkins is now a free agent. Multiple teams are probably going to be interested for him. Haven't really heard too much about where he's going or seen too much about where he might be interested. You know, a lot of people saying the Chiefs, which would be absolutely miserable. I hope that doesn't happen. But, big name, big time target. Hope that he can kind of get back to full health. I know he's done with the PED stuff um, last year. I believe he had an injury as well, but obviously a big name. Probably a top 10 right now at, at a minimum wide receiver in the NFL. So, definitely can bolster up somebody's roster in a big, big way. So definitely a name to watch out for. Big news in the podcasting daily show. I don't I really know what you call Pat McAfee's show, but he's moving to ESPN, um, getting about $17 million a year, I believe. Uh, it's a five-year, $85 million deal. Quite a big day, quite a lot of money. Um, a lot of people are just worried, though, because you know Pat has this certain aura and persona that he kind of he doesn't give a fuck almost about certain things that he'll say what he wants and does what he wants a lot of people are worried that the move to espn might change a lot of things i'm hoping not i'm happy for pat that he's getting a crap ton of money but i'm hoping that he doesn't really change who he is for that espn brand that espn culture i mean yeah he's been on the call of game day show that's obviously probably helped bolster up why they wanted to just sign him outright but definitely gonna be interesting hope that he can kind of just keep things the way they are. And I I would think that Pat doing this move, he would definitely, definitely that would have been a huge part of his consideration, something that he doesn't want to deal with. You know, he wants to still be himself, be authentic. So I'm excited for him in that aspect. josh hart uh guard from the new york knicks had set the internet ablaze last night and kind of early this morning asking twitter if they have tried their significant others breast milk or not tons of people coming out saying no no way that's disgusting like what what kind of question is this The only question i have for everyone is how the fuck could you not like when my wife becomes pregnant i'm definitely trying breast milk i mean it's not that big of a deal i had it when i was a child why would I? I want to suck on my wife's tits. I mean, I already told her she has a clogged milk duck. I'll, I'll happily, you know, it's my turn to put in the work on the sucking end. I'll, I'll, I'll get in there. You know, I'll do the dirty work. I'll, I'll get that thing unclogged. I don't feel like it's a weird thing to say that you would try your wife or significant other's breast milk. I just, it doesn't seem like it's that weird of a question, but everyone was appalled that he even asked it. It seemed like, but I'm an absolute 100% yes on that. I don't know how you couldn't. It's like once in a lifetime experience. Why, why would you not take that opportunity? You know what I mean? It's like skydiving, you only get one, you never know when they're going to have another chance to skydive, might as well do it. So in my opinion, breast milk's for everybody, you know what I mean? But other exciting news, Spider-Man four is in production. That's pretty exciting. I love, I love the Spider-Man movies. That one should be hopefully pretty good, but just if you didn't know, now, you know, I guess I just want to put that out for everybody to know. One of the big things that I missed while I was away was the target debacle. Target finally, in my opinion, they did the right thing here. Why most people get upset about the gay pride stuff is because it's marketed to kids. That's, I don't agree with that. You should, what America is really built on is individuality and allowing people to be who they want to be and kind of honestly do whatever they want with their life and their career, you know, their home, whatever they want. But when you're marketing this stuff to kids, it almost feels like it's a targeted, almost attack in a sense, like you're trying to be like, we need more gay people. We need more trans people. That's not fair. You shouldn't ever tell a kid how to live their life. The whole point of having children is to raise them and lead them down a the path of being a good human being, not forcing them to be one thing or the other. It's it's just, it's just outright stupid. And I don't think that the gay community or the LGBT community understands where a lot of people are coming with that. It's not that they're upset because someone's gay or anything like that. You're marking the kids and not allowing them to have a mind for their own. You're telling them that almost this is a way that you have to be. This is the way that you need to be for society. That's outright ludicrous and outright stupid. It just is. You shouldn't be. There's no reason that there should be gay pride kids clothes. An eight year old, when I was eight years old, I was more concerned with if I want to have a peanut butter and jelly for for lunch or a ham sandwich. Like I'm not. Kids today should not be worried. Kids never have ever been worried or should ever be worried about what gender they want to be, who they want to have sex with. Because at the end of the day, when you become an adult, nobody, nobody fucking cares who you fuck. Honestly, like the, I think that's where a lot of misconception with this is, is no one really cares. It shouldn't be marketed to kids. The people that care are just the outright batshit crazy people. I, I'm I'm not gay. I'm not trans. I don't agree with it necessarily. I don't. I don't understand it, but I don't hate anyone because of that, because that's their choice. That's their right to do as a human being, especially in a country such as America. At the end of the day, I don't care who anyone's sleeping with. I mean, sex is at the highest point in civilization where it's the most talked about thing. I mean, you can get on any app and you can see butt sheets. You can find porn people. You can find OnlyFans. You can, you know sex is so much different than what it was 20, 40 years ago. I'm growing up in a generation of I don't really care who your sexual preference is. Maybe they did back in the day. But in my opinion, the world today, no one actually cares who you're having sex with. It's just this weird idea that certain people in the media, especially people with high platforms, they want to push this agenda that, oh, we care. Oh, it's wrong. Oh, you hate us. How could you do this to us? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a downright, in my opinion, one of the stupidest arguments there is in America, especially today. Because at the end of the day, I don't really think that anyone cares who anyone has sex with because that's your private life. If you want to blast it on the internet to make money, you do it. If you want to keep it private, you do it. But at the end of the day, no one cares. No one should care. Because what at the point, what, what, what does it matter? The only reason that people care is when it's marketed to kids. That's not fair. You shouldn't you, They're trying. It seems to me like it's always a push agenda to try to get this younger generation to think one way and be, uh, be that way. It's not fair. It's not right. It's just, it's downright ludicrous and stupidity. At the end of the day, nobody cares if you're black, white, yellow, green, gay, lesbian, straight, transgender, whatever all the other terms are. Cause there's too many of them. I can't keep up. Nobody cares. Point blank period. And if you care, Stop caring. It's not that big of a deal. Unless it's affecting you in your day to day life, it's not a problem. Alright? Thank you. Thanks for coming to my Dead Dog. Speaking of absolute stupid and ludicrous things, the united states of america our lovely government we are sending another 300 million dollars to ukraine for god knows why does anyone at this point even understand what why we're sending them money i've i've never understood why we as america i understand we're like this big brother we're supposed to be a certain way and supposed to care about everybody else why don't we just care about ourselves honestly we should be focused on all the problems that are plaguing america i mean we have some states that are absolutely riddled with poverty I mean, you have people that can't find a job. We have all these problems. We have a a race war, a straight versus gay war. Like, all these problems that are constantly arising. We don't have kids protected in school. That money that we just sent to Ukraine could easily be used to hire armed guards at every school throughout the United States of America. Like, twice, honestly, probably. I can't remember the numbers, but I know I've talked about it before. It's just absolutely stupid. And when you sit back and you think about why Russia invaded Ukraine, it's because there was NATO troops on the border and that is not something that they want that's totally fair i totally understand that i'm sure we wouldn't like russian or chinese or iran troops sitting on the border at canada we wouldn't like that that wouldn't make us feel too happy we'd get a little weird feeling in our stomach like something was going to happen so what did russia do they attacked maybe it wasn't the right move maybe it was a little over the top but they are just doing what's best for them. But why, at the end of the day, do we care? This war has cost us so fucking much. We now have China, Iran, Russia using the, the wand for oil, oil buying, oil exchange, or whatever the correct term is. We have all these countries that are just getting continuously more upset with us over something that has literally nothing to do with us. Why, why do we care? I don't understand that. Why should we care? We should care about ourselves i'm sorry because at the end of the day one of the best quotes i've ever heard is nobody is coming to save you so why do we have to keep saving people why do we have to keep being god in a sense it's not our job everyone else should figure out their own fucking life we should care more about our people not people that live in eastern europe that has nothing really to do with us so what if russia takes them over Whoopty do freaking do we don't need to go to war let them go to war it's not our problem we don't need to spend our money it's this it to me it just comes down to it's like common sense it's like why waste our time i just i don't think i'll ever understand that part of politics yeah i understand you know having a good relationship yada 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 all that bullshit why can't we just invest enough why can't we help make america better instead instead of helping other countries ukraine's in a war that's their fucking problem not ours shouldn't be at least in my opinion just the way I think, I don't know. I just think it's absolute asinine. I think it's ridiculous. It's dumb, flat, flat out dumb, wasted money, right? Everybody hates wasted money. What, what, What's the investment we're getting out of this? It doesn't seem like we're getting any return or anything good because it just seems like we're pissing off all the other superpowers who already don't like us. Like it's just absolutely ludicrous. Other Dumb, and going back to other dumb politicians, AOC is all upset because a parody account of her keeps going viral on Twitter. Um, Most people think the reason that it's going viral is because it actually sounds a lot like her. And she's saying some very outlandish shit, which she has said on Twitter before. So who's really, I mean, it's not, if people believe it, that's that's on them. But at the same time, it's like, use your two cents. But at the same time, it's like, well, if it sounds like you, maybe people are going to engage it because they think it's you. Maybe you should look in the mirror. You ever thought about that? It's a good idea. Maybe start there. I don't know. Moving on to my high thought of the week. You know, I've been diving into TikTok when I get high. I just love to just watch videos and stuff like this. And I am becoming more and more of a believer that dinosaurs were never real. And in fact, they were actually dragons. I mean, sit here and think about it. 6,000, 4,000, however long ago it was. I I know the numbers, but I don't want to look them up because I just don't. I just don't. Okay, I'm sorry. How can someone just randomly come up with this idea of a dragon think about the human brain like, yeah you could come up with something like that today when you think about all the advancements like this goes for all mythological creatures in my opinion i think all these things that everyone said are real or they're mythological i think they were totally totally real i was recently reading this book um, it's called the book of enoch it's, it's from the Hebrew Bible, you know, right? He's the grandfather, great grandfather or grandfather of Noah, but it talks about how the angels fell from heaven, you know, they started mixing all the species together, creating these weird hybrid, freaking crazy animals. Think about it, think about it, all that stuff, right? Crazy animals, weird things, these, these demons, basically, in a sense, animals, right? Mythological creatures. Boom, point, blank, period. I think it's nail in the coffin, end of the story. All those mythological creatures that you ever thought were real, they probably were at one point. I don't think the dinosaurs are real. I mean, if I knew how to do, like, a 3D model, somebody get me some dinosaur bones, I could build out how every single dinosaur was a dragon. I just know I could because that's just how my brain works. I just know I can do anything, right? So, in my opinion, I just don't... And then all of a sudden, just one point in human history, we just start finding these huge bones, and we start calling them dinosaurs, and, you know... All these things. I just don't believe that. No one's ever seen a dinosaur. I don't even believe dinosaurs were millions of years ago. I don't understand science. Science, That doesn't make sense to me. I don't believe that's real. I don't believe you can carbon date things, all that jazz. Science is fake. My opinion. Sorry if that offends you. That's just how I see the world. So point blank, period. End of story here. Dinosaurs were never real. They were always, always dragons. Even, you know, even the ones with the long necks. Dinosaur or dragon. Oh man, I just screwed myself right there. Whatever. I'm getting the words mixed up. They're too easily similar. You know, the Triceratops, that's like a perfect, you know, watch Game of Thrones. Watch House of Dragon. That's literally what the dragon head looks like. like a Triceratops head with the big crown. It makes too much sense. T-Rex, big head, that is, or dragon. Gosh, I keep getting my words mixed up here. Better not. Huh? Who knows? Whatever. Beside the point, I will never, ever believe the dinosaurs were ever real. I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Science isn't real either, so... now time for my top five this week my top five is on my top five overrated things starting off hot starting off with number one concerts to me concerts are so overrated i've never really understood the lore lore of them or the lure however you say that i don't know what the word is i'm sorry but to me they're just not really that fun you get in a crowd of people they're all sweaty and drunk and on drugs sitting there you can't really see the stage you know you're going to see the whole thing on snapchat or tiktok or instagram or twitter anyways later or facebook even for that matter they're really just to me a waste of time they're really not that fun they're really not that cool i've never really i mean i've never been to a concert that i would absolutely love to see i mean i've been to ones where i'm like oh that'd be cool you know yeah that'd be fun let's do it but to me concerts are just overrated and then you have things like the morgan wallen debacle happen to you you know it's just to me it's a waste of time it's overrated not really that fun not really that cool in my opinion but whatever number two most overrated thing in my opinion has to be golf i've never ever 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 i'm sorry to all the golf bros out there i don't like golf i've never enjoyed it it's a waste of my time I, i don't understand how people like just sitting out there dinking the ball drinking beers all day and just wasting time I'm, I'm not somebody that enjoys waste of time i guess either i've never enjoyed it it's just not a fun sport to me i'd rather be out you know shooting hoops or trying to play softball with a bunch of old men you know maybe even play a little soccer i would play soccer who am i lying to that's like second it's, it's like most overrated sport in my opinion i can't watch golf on tv i can't sit there and watch you know somebody put it in a hole i can in other situations if you know what i mean but golf to me is just overrated i've never understood the fun of it Maybe I'm just a sad, miserable human being. I'm sorry to all the golf bros. Like I said, I didn't mean to offend you, but that's just how I see the world. Third most overrated thing to me has to be New Year's. It's like, woohoo, it's a big, you know, party, all this jazz, a new year, new me, bullshit. None of it ever matters. No one ever sticks to it. It's kind of a, it's probably some corporate propaganda to make us all, you know, buy things and get drunk and have a good time and say that we're going to use the gym, but then half the people never actually do that. You know, it's just a stupid holiday i've never had a fun new Year's, so to me it's overrated very overrated number four most overrated thing has to be jim carrey the actor never really found him funny i've never really enjoyed his movies i've never understood why so many people do in my opinion he's overrated he just makes weird faces and kind of gets by with it and kind of snaps his fingers and does weird shit i've never found him that funny sorry jim carrey i just think you're overrated bro just how i see it sorry Number five, most overrated thing has to be the United States government. You know, I grew up thinking that the government was there to help us. It's gonna be this this thing and this force forever and ever. And the older you get, the more you realize that. It's all just a big corporate lie, big propaganda. The government sucks. They don't give a fuck about us. They never do anything for us. They're only trying to hurt us. They're only trying to divide us apart. They're only trying to make money for themselves. Whatever they can do, it just is easily one of the most overrated things that people. The people still today are like, woohoo, woohoo! I love, I love this guy. I love that girl on both sides of the aisle. It's just absolutely stupid. Like, how do people give money to politicians? That will never make sense to me either. But those are my top five most Overrated things in the world. So, do with it what you will. Now, a little uh, NBA Finals preview talk here. Nuggets Heat. Obviously, Heat. stayed, stayed Stove. Uh, I don't know how that word goes. The Heat. The Heat beat the Celtics Game Seven on Monday. Sets them up to go to the finals. For the second time in four years for the Heat, um, I definitely think they're going to be putting up a big fight here. I think the Nuggets are going to win in six, but you know, the Heat, they, they're coming with something to prove. They were just here a couple of years ago. They really want that ring. Jimmy Butler's a dog. You know, they have tons of really good players on that team. Eric is a great head coach, probably one of the best in the league. You know, they, they want to get back at the Nuggets for the whole Jokic versus Markeith Morris thing where he pushed him in the back. And they were telling him to meet him in the back, all that jazz, all that stuff. Heat are really coming in wanting to beat the Nuggets have something to prove. I think they'll win two games But I, I do think the Nuggets are gonna win. I think this is just the Nuggets here They've been locked in all postseason long and playing great basketball all year long I just don't see how the heat are gonna stop uh, Nikola Jokic I, I mean I could see them, you know shutting Jamal Murray up here and there But then you have to stop Michael Porter jr. As well And then you have to stop KCP and then the Nuggets are just really deep They're They're playing really good basketball They've been healthy all year long unlike the heat and that's so i in my opinion i just i don't see the nuggets losing the series i really don't it's The nuggets here to win now the weird thing is is if the celtics would have won i would have picked the celtics to be the nuggets maybe that's just because they're my favorite team i thought the heat could beat the celtics which they obviously did but i i just don't see the heat beating the nuggets i really don't i just don't think they have what it takes to be a championship caliber team so Nuggets and six. That's my final prediction. I'm sure Nuggets going to win game one tomorrow night. Easy does it, right? Done deal. Now for a little bit of MLB season outlook. Just doing the American League this week. I'll do the NL, the National League next week. Starting off with the AL East. The AL East, all five teams are really, really good. Not really, really good this year. Are playing pretty decent baseball. They all could be first place in the Central Division and... It's just there's a lot of opportunity here for all these teams. The Rays are in the lead right now, and in my opinion, are they're trying to make have a great season trying to make a great run all around. You know I think they have what it takes to get back to the World Series. They're only there a couple of years ago. you know, they started out the season undefeated for quite some time. But they have a they have a ton of great bats too. Yon Diaz, Randy or rosa Arena, Wander Franco, a young emerging star. I think, you know, their bats alone can carry them very far. And their pitching really has been pretty consistent and it's pretty good rotation. I would just be really surprised if they didn't win this division, you know. The Orioles are by far the biggest surprise though in that division right now. You know, they're only one spot away from making the playoffs last year is that third wild card spot. But they were, you know, they were really thrown away as a team no one really cared about. They are, they are a decently young team, kind of headlined by Adley Rushman at the catcher position. They have some decent decent pitching to back them up. Um, I think they could make a run. I think they could steal a wild card spot this year, but I really don't see them going too far. I think they have the potential definitely to make the playoffs. The Yankees, on the other hand, are the Yankees. Tons of talent. Probably going to choke it all down the stretch. I don't really care. I hate the fucking Yankees. So I hope that they do that. They probably won't, but I'm just hoping into the distance. I'm manifesting that they are going to suck ass when it matters most. The Blue Jays, they came out and started the season pretty hot. You know, They hit kind of a slump the past couple of months or so. Um, tons and tons of talent, lots of young guys, a lot of, a lot of hype around this team year in and year out. I do think they have what it takes to hopefully get into the postseason, but they kind of got to get, get going right now before it's too late because their division is tough, like I said. I mean, the Red Sox aren't that far behind them. They're kind of a lot like the Yankees and the Blue Jays, tons of young talent, tons of veteran talent, have the opportunity to be very good, a very good pitching staff, but they just haven't really figured it out or put it all together quite quite yet this season. They could, you know, that's something the Blue Jays got to worry about. They play in a tough division with tons and tons of talent. I mean, I could see the AL East honestly getting four teams in this year, taking up three wildcard spots because that's just how good these teams are looking at this point in the season. The AL Central um, is quite a crapshoot, honestly. The Twins are the only team that really are looking good, and they're they're the only team that is above 500 right now. Literally the entire East and pretty much all the West, despite the Oakland days, could be in first place in this division. The Twins, like I said, though, they do have a ton of talent. Carlos Correa is there, so they have the potential. Their pitching staff really isn't that great, but they are in control right now, and I think that they can take control for the remainder of the season and win that division. Um, the Royals, they're they sitting at the bottom, you know, I, I don't expect much change throughout the year from them, you know, lots of new young talent on the team, so they, they, they just need some time, realistically. The Tigers, you know, they're, they're sitting in second place right now, um, I don't know if they'll hold on to it for very long, they're, they're a lot like um, the Royals, I'd say, a lot of young talent, a lot of potential there, kind of, they're just trying to figure out who they have, what they got, and where they, what they can build around, basically, it's what they've been doing for the past couple of years, so... I, I think Tigers have a good year. I just don't see them making the postseason at all. The Guardians and the White Sox, however, I think those two have a better chance of passing the Twins in this division. Tons of talent, lots of good bats, decent pitching staff. Um, I think they're primed to make a run if they can kind of figure a couple things out. I know the White Sox been been with a couple injuries this year. Guardians, I'm not too exactly sure. I just don't think they're hitting the ball very well. Their pitching staff hasn't really been that great. But they if they can find production in both those things, they could be flawless and actually probably take this division. And I love the White Sox, I really do. They're just a team I love to root for. I love their uniforms. I I love a lot of the guys on the team. I think they have a lot of good young bats. So they just kind of need to figure it out. But I could see both those teams making a run throughout the summer here and taking that division by storm. The AL West, um, the Rangers are actually in the lead right now. Um, But the Astros, obviously, they've been a staple in this division for many years now. I mean, multiple championships, multiple World Series appearances. You know, they won, obviously, last year. I think this is still their division. Um, Rangers, yeah, they're looking good right now. Even Jacob Degrom, Corey Seager, they have the talent. They have a lot of guys in place. I think they need to make a couple moves around the deadline to add a little bit more star power, a little, a little bit more bats, a little bit more pitching. And they could hold on to this division, especially with Jacob Degrom being out right now. He's dealing with injury, common theme for that guy. But Astros division, point blank, period. You know, the Angels are the Angels, and you know they have two best players in probably a long time in the history of the game. Really, when you think about it, Mike Trout and Shohei Atani are generational talents and they just can't seem to figure it out i don't see that changing a lot this year talked about the a's um, earlier they're they're horrible downright garbage you know they're getting ready to move to Las vegas but that that is just a dumpster fire of a franchise right now i don't i don't see them having any more success i mean their division's tough they're just not a good team they're not they're not putting that product out nor are they trying to put that product out the Mariners, however i think you know they're sitting in the fourth spot right now in this division I think they could make a deep run once not a deep run i mean they only made it to the Divisional round? No. Wild card round? No. I don't know what it's called. The first, I think it's the wild card still. Whatever you know, they could definitely still make the still make a wild card appearance. I think they're they're primed to do something like that, just because they have a ton of talent. They've been going through some slumps, but I think that they ultimately will find success. And to round out the AL baseball talk, I have a little uh, top five, you could say, top five teams um, in the AL that I would put a feature on to win the World Series. Number one, I got the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, put $100 down, you could win $550. I think those are decent odds. You know, I, I do think the Rays, like I said earlier, I think they can make a great run. Astros as well, I, number two, um, plus $750 right now. Put $100 down, you win 750 Obviously, the Astros are the Astros. They could probably do it again. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. That's just that's just who they are. Number three, I got the Blue Jays. You know, at plus sixteen, um, plus sixteen hundred. I love the Blue Jays. Now I'm finding all these odds on my favorite sports book. You know, if you're a sports book and you think that you're my favorite, maybe hit me up. Maybe we can link up and do a little something. Something. I'm just saying. But I, I like the Blue Jays odds as well. And then four and five they are a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's good value. Something crazy could happen. Mariners at plus three. Three thousand five hundred or three—I don't, whatever, however you say that. I really like the Mariners. I think they could make a run, like I was just saying. And then same with the Angels. I mean, you never know. Maybe the Angels find success this year. They're sitting at plus four thousand on their odds right now. You put a hundred bucks down, you win four grand. Really decent odds. I'm thinking about putting that one down myself if I wasn't such a broke boy. But those are the five teams I, I really like out in the AL to actually make a run and hopefully win the World Series. So take take my advice. Don't what do you, I'm just sitting here bullshitting. To ten people that are probably listening, and so do with do with this information what you will is what I'm trying to say, I guess. And I'll tell you tell you the teams and who I'm picking to win, and then we'll kind of work it out from there because it goes regionals, super regionals, and then called World Series. If you're not familiar, you know you have four teams in your regional, and then you play a team that was also hosted a regional or whoever won that regional. Play them in a three-game series. Winner advances on to the College World Series. So that's just how it works if you're not familiar. <clears throat> Starting with the uh, Winston-Salem regionals, headlined by number one seed Wake Forest, George Mason, Maryland Northeastern. I think Wake Forest wins this one pretty easily. Number one team in the nation. Although the number one team has never won, was won the title only one other time. That was Miami in like nineteen ninety something. I can't remember exactly, but I think Wake Forest will advance there. Tuscaloosa Regional, obviously hosted in Alabama, um, Nichols, Boston College, and Troy. I think Alabama wins that one as well. Head coach fired earlier this year. Uh, you know, a bunch of dudes just playing for each other. Basically, can't write a better story. Coral Gables Regional, hosted by Miami, features Maine, Texas, and Louisiana as well. I think Texas is going to win. Hook them horns, baby. That's all I got to say. First upset. You know what I mean? Moving on. Stanford Regional, hosted by Stanford, San Jose State, Texas AM, Cal State, Fullerton. Pretty decent teams in that one. Um, I think uh, Stanford wins this one. They made a run last year to Omaha. Probably could do it again. Returned most of our guys. Baton Rouge Regional. Here with the LSU Tigers, Tulane, Oregon State, Sam Houston State, go Tigers. Lexington Regional, Kentucky, Ball State, West Virginia, Indiana. (laughs) Excuse me, bless me. Yep. I think West Virginia is going to pull this upset off because um, Kentucky fucked up. All All the teams have to stay in student housing, so that's really messed up. Auburn Regional, Auburn, Penn, Southern Miss, and Sanford. S-A-M-F-O-R-D. Southern Miss, I think, is going to win this one. Sunbelt, Champs, really good baseball team. Tanner Hall, Slade Bluffs hit bombs, and their coach is retiring, so a lot more incentive for them to play. Clemson Regional, Clemson, Lipscomb, Tennessee, and Charlotte. Clemson's winning that one. Gainesville Regional, Florida, Florida A&M, UConn, Texas Tech. Florida's number two seed. I think they win this one pretty easily. Columbia Regional, South Carolina, Central Connecticut, Campbell, NC State. South Carolina should win that one easy. They fell apart, kind of on the stretch, but I think they're going to pull out of this one. Conway Regional, hosted by Coastal Carolina. Coastal, Ryder, Duke, and UNC Wilmington. Coastal is going to win that one. Charlottesville Regional, hosted by Virginia, Army, ECU, and Oklahoma. Rocking with ECU. They have a really good baseball program. I like them a lot. Nashville Regional, uh, Vanderbilt, Eastern Illinois, Oregon, and Xavier. Bandy, It's Bandy when it comes to baseball. Stillwater Regional, Oklahoma State, Oral Roberts, DBU, I didn't really figure out who that was, Washington, Oklahoma State should win that one, Terre Haute Regional, hosted by Indiana State, another uh, non-Power 5 school, I guess, Wright State, Iowa, North Carolina, finished that one out, Indiana State shall advance, Fayetteville Regional, Arkansas, Santa Clara, TCU, Arizona. Then moving on to the Super Regionals, which would feature Wake Forest, Alabama. I think Wake Forest wins that one, moves on to the Omaha, Stanford and Texas. Rocking with Texas, hook 'em baby. LSU, West Virginia, go Tigers. easy money. Clemson, Southern Miss, head coach retiring, gotta move Southern Miss on. Florida, South Carolina, Florida, Coastal, ECU. ECU is going to Omaha. Bandy, Oklahoma State. I think Bandy's gonna win that. Arkansas, and Indiana State, Indiana State moves on to Omaha, sets up our field of eight there. You know we have Wake Forest, Texas, LSU, and Southern Miss all in one bracket. Florida, ECU, Bandy, and Indiana State in the other. I think we'll have an LSU versus Florida College World Series where my Tigers are national champs because they are just fucking absolutely loaded. So. That's today's show. I appreciate you for sticking around. I appreciate you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send to your friends, family members, whatever you do. Spread the word. If you enjoy, why not let other more other people enjoy? So I appreciate you. I love you more than anything. But for now, what titties is out.